Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with your Daily VRA Investing Podcast. Interesting day today, kind of an inside-outside day, if you know what I mean. Nothing big. In the direction, has some decent gains uh, to start the day. A little bit of a sell-off, but let me just tell you the big picture that really matters. See if you can spot a pattern here. Uh, Russell 2000, all-time high. The Sox, Semiconductor Index, all-time high. Dow Jones, all-time high. NASDAQ, all-time high. Dow Jones Transports, all-time high. I know it's, um, it's not easy spotting repeating patterns all the time, and then sometimes they just jump right up in your face and slap you. Uh, Tyler loves to say it. I'll repeat it here. Markets uh, that hit all-time highs like to keep going higher. New highs beget new all-time highs. And that looks to be the continuation here, especially when you have the semis. At one point today, the SMH, the semi-ETF, was up almost 4%. It's just been rip-roaring. That's your market leader. Semis lead tech. Tech leads the market. Russ 2000, again, all-time high. Market leader up another 2% today. Uh, you know, yes, the VIX was up today. Uh, VIX was up almost 5%, the fear index. Uh, yes, the 10-year continues to climb in, pri- in yield. Uh, price continues to drop. The 10-year now is a 1.12%. I know shockingly high, uh, but uh, the trend has, uh, has reversed a bit higher. Uh, the utilities are getting a little bit of a smoke show here. They've been uh, falling now consistently, but again, rates are moving up, not uncalled for. Really, this is really more of a risk-on environment. When we see uh, the global reflation trade that we have happening right now, again, you see it in the commodities. Average commodities up 50% in the last six months. You see it in, obviously, the big one, oil. Oil leads leads pretty much everything. If you think back to what happened with coronavirus insanity, oil started dropping at the end of last year. Oil knew something was going on. First, we had the repo trade, right? The repo, the repo issue started. No one could figure out what's going on with these overnight repo markets. What is going on here? That was our first clue that liquidity was being drained from the markets. What happened next? Oil prices started sliding. And then, of course, we know what happened. They went to minus $40 a barrel. We're not seeing that now. We're seeing the reverse of that now. And oil's leading the way higher. Again, that's the kind of the genesis and birth of the global reflation trade. We see it in the global markets as well. Emerging markets have just been on fire. Uh, uh, Japanese markets now since uh, 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 the uh, coronavirus insanity bottom of March 23rd, Japanese uh, uh, Nikkei is now up, I think, 75%. Uh, it almost sounds like the uh, small caps in the U.S., which, of course, are up over 100%. So this has been one hell of a run. We don't think it's over yet. Uh, because we are in the beginning of inflation. Inflation is a good thing. Um, hyperinflation is not so good. Inflation is very good. The markets tend to do quite well uh, when inflation begins to return. Companies have more pricing power. They can pass that down to the consumer because the consumer is getting healthier. And that all works really well. Even some wage inflation is a good thing. But Jay Powell, our illustrious Fed chairman, Came out today, and I thought I'd spend a couple of minutes on this because this is interesting. If you remember last year when the Fed started throwing the, you know, their new trillions into the market uh, in the form of QE, Jay Powell said that they would. They all said this. All these Fed governors said the same thing. We won't even be talking about raising rates for at least two years, probably three. 
Don't even think about it before 2022. That was their that was their bottom line quote. Don't even think about it before the end of 2022. Well, today, Jay Powell was asked about that quote, and he said, look, we're not raising rates unless. And it was the first time we'd heard him use that word, unless. That's a shot across the bow. That is a shot across the bow. The unless was, unless inflation begins to rear its ugly head. Uh, so it's just, it's an observation. It's no reason to be concerned, we don't think. Matter of fact, again, uh, the markets continue, even when the Fed starts raising rates coming out of a cycle like this, even when the Fed starts raising rates, the markets continue to go higher through the third rate hike. The first three rate hikes are bullish. The fourth is bearish. That's just history. Uh, that's just some basic uh, quant stuff that I happen to remember from way back. Uh, my mentors taught me that uh, when I was uh, 23, 24 years old, and uh, that's held up. So, <clears throat> again, not a reason. For, just know rates are going higher. If you haven't locked in some important rates like in your mortgage, that kind of thing, probably a really good time to do it. But we also don't see them spiking here because this economy is not out of the woods. Although the, the macro is looking fantastic across the board. We see it all of our leading economic indicators. We certainly see it. Transportation, again, all-time high today. Got a Dow, Dow Jones Theory buy signal, which is when the Dow and the transport hit its all-time highs. You know, around the, and they both just did this. So it, you can't really quibble anymore about this. This is a full-on Dow Theory buy signal. Uh, back, to, back to Richard Russell came up with this many, many years ago. And then Marty Zweig, you know, followed up with, don't fight the tape, don't fight the Fed. We're seeing both of these in place right now. So, look, these markets are redlining overbought. There's zero question about that. Uh, look at all of your momentum oscillators from stochastics to uh, moving average, convergence, divergence to, well, not that so much, not, not that one quite so much, but stochastics, money flows, relative strength. Yeah, they're all redlining overbought on most of these indexes. Not, not all, but on most. Most of our leading indexes. And that's typically a sign of uh, trouble to come. But uh, when you look at these internals and you see what's happening uh, underneath the hood, which I'll, I'll cover in just a moment. First of all, just real quick, you all know this. You all know where the market closed. But in case you don't, Dow Jones finished off 68 points, uh, just below 31,000. NASDAQ down 16 points, uh, just above 13,100. SP 500 was down 14 points. Again, nothing big here. Uh, 37.95, and again, Russ 2000 up two percent today. And again, these are all, all almost all of them all time highs, at least intraday, if not closing all time highs. But the real action continues to be, and we think the most important action continues to be in the internals. So I'm going to start with one <clears throat> that we like to, to to talk about here because it's just a great sign of what's really happening. We had <clears throat> today. Let me do some quick math here. I think it's updated a little. Well, this is close. We had 954 stocks hitting new 52-week highs today. I've never seen that number before. Maybe if I have, it's been a long, long time ago. Uh, combined NYSE and NASDAQ, 954 stocks hitting new 52-week highs to just nine hitting new 52-week lows. Again, granted, we're hitting all-time highs. You should have a shit ton of stocks hitting new 52-week highs. But the fact that it is happening at this level tells you this market's broadening, and it's, again, no, there's, no, there's no secret why. It's just it's liquidity. It, it's just liquidity. And we're seeing the same thing in the advanced decline and up-down volume again today. 
two and a half to one, uh, NASDAQ advanced decline. Uh, better than two to one, uh, uh, NYSE advanced decline. Volume, we had two billion more shares advancing than declining today. Uh, that's, a, that's a two to one beat. And we had uh, three to one, better than three to one. No, right at, right at excuse me, right at three to one, uh, up down volume, NYSE. And again, one more time, I got to say it one more time. 954 companies hit new 52-week highs to so just nine hitting new 52-week lows. Doesn't mean we doesn't mean we can't sell off a thousand points in the Dow tomorrow. You know, in this market, in this in this age, anything is possible. But the probabilities with these internals, this based on VRA system readings and the way that we analyze these markets, the odds of this market having a significant decline from here would have to be called tiny is the best word I can call it. This market wants to keep going higher. We're going to get uh, news uh, uh, throughout the rest of the day about Joe Biden, uh, who is, I think, pretty safe to say, we can say now, is, uh, is going to be our new president. Boy, that's, that's still hard to say. It's still hard, still hard to give a cheater, you know. It's still hard to give uh, someone that won by a, with a stolen election the crown. But if you see what's happening in D.C., 20,000 National Guardsmen on the street, I mean, just tanks and military vehicles everywhere, right? For what? We'll tell you what for. Because no one's going to show up for his inauguration. And so they block the streets. They put up these razor wires everywhere to say, no, you can't come. You, you, no one was going anyway. No one was going anyway. What a, what a, what a, what a psyop. It's just sad. It, it really is sad that, uh, you know, everyone sees through this, and yet they do it anyway. Um, but then again, when you think about that uh, 60% of the country reads at the fifth grade level, you know, maybe that's who their audience is, right? Uh, I digress. I, di- I, dig- I tend to digress a lot. Uh, but we are going to get word about uh, uh, Joe, Joe Biden's next, uh, his first stimulus approach to uh, helping the country uh, heal from coronavirus insanity. Again, $2 trillion is the number. It'll be much higher than that. $2 trillion will be the minimum that bankrupt blue states receive from Joe Biden. That's what this is about. So they're going to get bailed out. There'll be a lot more than $2 trillion this year. Take that to the bank, uh, especially now that uh, Mitch McConnell, Cocaine Mitch, maybe really beat Cocaine Mitch, high on his own supply uh, with some of the things he's been doing here, trying to, uh, trying to bury Trump. Just insanity, right? Burying the Republican Party with it. But uh, again, Dems control everything, so they'll get what they want. There's going to be a lot more stimulus coming, uh, a lot more than $2 trillion, and the market's going to like it until the markets don't like it anymore, but that's probably not for some time. We've been saying for a while now, and it's even more the case now, that this really is very similar to 98, 99. This is that kind of – look, I lived through that. I I, I remember it well. Uh, We were flabbergasted day after day after day going, what, this can't continue, this can't continue, but it did. And here's the thing, folks. We didn't have QE then. We didn't have quantitative easing back in 98, 99. We didn't have the Federal Reserve pumping money into the system. All we had then was the birth of dot-com stocks and that wave of euphoria. But every day, every day for a year and a half, boom, 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 boom. Get extreme overbought on steroids and then just markets didn't care. That's where we are now. That's where we are now. So we've got a ways for it to go, and uh, we're, as we tell our folks every day, we're going to milk this move higher for everything it's worth.
and why wouldn't we? Uh, but we also like to keep our positions in physical gold and silver and our mining stocks and, of course, now energy stocks, which are really, really breaking out. Uh, XLE today was up. Again, this is a new market leader now. Uh, energy, uh, again, oil today hit its highest price since um, coronavirus insanity began. Oil is 53.61 a barrel. XLE, the energy ETF, is up 3% today, another 3%. It's just been on a rip-roaring tear. Financials are coming back as well. Again, you're seeing a, a transition to value, uh, but, uh, but semis are still roaring. So that tells you, again, the strength in this market is significant. Uh, VRA Commodity Watch, uh, sec- I didn't cover everything here. VRA Sector Watch, let's take a look here. Not, not quite as strong today. Matter of fact, it was actually weak today, uh, but nothing big. Of our 11 S&P 500 sectors, we had four finished higher, seven finished lower, seven plus four is 11. Energy, uh, each, uh, energy stocks up 3% today. That was our leader. Real estate up six tenths of 1% today. Uh, that's about financial up half percent. The downside, technology down nine tenths of 1%. And communication services also down eight tenths of 1%. We are seeing a, a bit of a move away from these big mega cap tech stocks, uh, which are, they just, they just want to be broken up. And they're begging to be broken up because of all the, the tap, untapped value. Uh, and the value that exists in these names, uh, that they, they, they're just, it's like Standard Oil. It's like um, uh, AT&T and the, and, the, and the Ma Bells being broken up, uh, the Baby Bells, uh, Ma Bell turning into Baby Bells. They, they, they all want to be broken up because they know it's a huge payday waiting on the backside of it for them. Uh, but that group's been a little bit weak, uh, but really not that much to write home about. Um, okay, very commodity watch today. We had uh, gold a little bit lower today, down eight dollars an ounce at eighteen forty-seven. Silver up four cents an ounce at twenty-five sixty-one. Copper continues to, uh, uh, to to tell us it's going. We think a whole lot higher. Uh, copper today up another one point three percent to three sixty-six a pound. Again, oil uh, new fifty-two week. Excuse me, new post coronavirus insanity high of fifty-three sixty-one. Still just about $6 a barrel below its 52-week high, which is 59.73. And Bitcoin just had the shortest bear market in history. Bear markets are typically uh, defined by 20% losses. Bitcoin just had that and is now back in bull market. <laughs> Bitcoin, 39379 up 3100 right now. What's interesting about that is that yesterday, Christine Lagarde, the head of the ECB, came out and uh, made a point of saying you know, the, the quiet part loudly, which is Bitcoin, uh, these cryptos have to be regulated. They're going to be regulated. And, and the fact that, these, that Bitcoin moves higher on that news, folks, when, when investments move higher on what should be bad news, there is no more bullish news than that. There is, there is no more bullish news. Remember, when, when Bitcoin hits 100,000, and it, it's headed to at least there, we believe, when Bitcoin hits 100,000 Bitcoin, that will give it a market cap of $2 trillion, right? That sounds big. The gold, just the gold alone market, uh, market cap is over $10 trillion. It's probably more like 11 and a half, but they say 10 to 12. We'll, we'll call it 10 to 11 in the middle. Um, and so Bitcoin can, uh, they're calling it a new asset class. Everybody seems to be in love with it. And we think this mania, like the dot-com mania, still has a way to go, but uh we we're also big believers in making sure you don't have too much of your, uh, of your, of your capital in Bitcoin because literally anything can happen. No one, could, no one can guarantee you that tomorrow 
We don't wake up and check our quotes and Bitcoin's at zero. No one can guarantee you that because it's online. And anything that's online can be hacked, can be destroyed. That's just the way it is. Uh, we have an, uh, an EMP uh, that could knock out all of our internet connections and people wouldn't be able to get anything out of it. How would they? They wouldn't. Regulations, again, so many things could go wrong. Uh, but again, uh, it's still an asset we believe you should be invested in, just much, much smaller than you should have in, in gold and silver. We reminded our folks today that, you know, $100 in 1913 <clears throat> today uh, is worth $4. That's 96% U.S. dollar devaluation, the very definition of currency inflation. Our dollars are being inflated away every single day. You see, uh, Wall Street Journal, New York Times just had a piece that said, Boy, this is the first time we've had, you know, a, a, a trillions and new stimulus in QE, and, and there's been no downside to it. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, purchasing power is what it's called. And you see that, again, all commodities up 50% or so. Uh, we, we know what's going on here. This is the beginning of inflation. But, again, we think it's got a ways to go. Uh, but, um, anyway, gold... $100 invested in gold in, in, excuse me, in, in, in 1913. Why is 1913 important? That's the year the Federal Reserve was created. $100 invested in gold in 1913. Guess how much that's worth today? $9,200. So, again, it's the ultimate store of value. It's why we're such big believers in it. And we think gold's headed to $5,000 an ounce plus. And silver is going to break 100, and that, that, that's all going to happen, we'll say, within three, four years. Folks, with that, we'll leave you. Uh, hope you had a great day. Come join us full time. Join our community at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. And we'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.